Live from San Diego, California, we go live to the newsroom with your host, for Nick's Nerd. Hey friends, hey, welcome back to your regularly, regularly scheduled programming. I know last week was a bit of a doozy, and not what most of you are used to here at Nixter News, and I don't ever want to have to do that again. I don't, I don't ever want to have to just be angry. I, I don't want to have to just feel like shit is hitting the fan like that, and it just, it, I, I was not in a good place last week in, in general in a lot of things, and just all that was just compounding uh, on it, and, and look, it's over, it's done with, and we're moving on to actually talk about nerd shit, right? The Snyder Cut happened this weekend, and we're gonna talk about it today. Anyway, I'm your host, Nick, this is Nick Nerds News. Welcome to the show if you've been listening for, uh, Welcome to the show if you've never listened before. Welcome back if you've been a, a, a listener for a long time. I, I welcome all of you here. This is a, a place for all nerds. This is a place for everyone. Well, not children because of the profanity. But but mostly. <laughs> mostly, mostly everyone. <laughs> anyway, hey, like, subscribe, share, poke, link. Uh, listen, I I don't know all the fancy words you you use to describe um, you know things that are on the interwebs. Anyway, let's let's get into it, shall we? W- what's going on in the video game world, right? So we got two weeks of worth two weeks worth of things to talk about today. I cut out stuff that wasn't important. I'm talking about stuff that is over the two weeks. And one of the biggest things last week, at least, was the fact that do not expect. NCAA football, EA Sports NCAA football to return anytime soon. So via GameSpot and Extra Points, uh, they obtained records from the Collegiate Licensing Company. Uh, it's the company that EA partnered with to get this game off the ground. And it says, quote, this is from someone named Matt Brown who works for GameSpot and Extra Points. Quote, according to internal documentation from CLC that I obtained via open records request, The CLC told FBS institutions that EA Sports intends to release the new video game in July of 2023, end quote. And this is on his Twitter. So, do not expect to play EA Sports college football, because it's probably not really going to be NCAA. Do not expect to play it until 2023. So we are at least two years away from a new college football game for the first time in since 2013. So it looks like it's going to be about 10 years between the last NCAA football and whatever EA Sports College football in, ends up being in July of 2023. Uh, also, last week, uh, 20 Bethesda games were added to Game Pass. Uh, so Game Pass, of course, Xbox Game Pass, where you, with a subscription fee, you have access to like a hundred and something games. Now, of course, with the Bethesda deal f- completed at, at Xbox, all of their games are available. So it's Dishonored, Dishonored 2, Doom, Doom 2, Doom 64, Doom 3, Doom Eternal, Fallout New Vegas, Fallout 4, Fallout 76, Prey, the newer Prey, Rage 2, The Elder Scrolls 3 through 5, the Elder Scrolls Online, The Evil Within, Wolfenstein The New Order, The Old Blood, and Young Blood. So, these will all be able to have, uh, almost all of these you'll be able to play through Cloud Play for Xbox Game Pass Ultimate members. So like you can play on your phone and stuff, except Morrowind, Oblivion, Elder Scrolls Online, and New Vegas. Uh, so that's all available on Game Pass. And with that as well, it was announced that Octopath Traveler, the, the great Nintendo Switch exclusive that came out a year or two ago is coming to Game Pass, as well as Outriders, the brand new Square Enix uh, like looter shooter game. That is going to launch day and date on Game Pass as well. So it's a, a kind of a big get for them to see a game like that launching on Game Pass. Granted, at the same time, a game like that, you want as many people in it as possible at launch. So 
putting it in the hands of some players for free technically is is a great incentive. Also, it was announced that that the PlayStation 5 is the fasting selling console in US history for dollar sales. I don't know how that works cuz like they're impossible to get, so I like I get it, but at the same time I don't get it. But it it uh per let me see. So the of course the Nintendo Switch is continuing to lead the market. Uh, this is per the NPD group. They always report sales. Uh, so the Nintendo Switch led the charge as best-selling console for the month for February. Uh, however, also PS5 overtook record previously held by the Switch for fastest-selling console in U.S. history after the NPD group tracked total dollar sales after four months in market. Quote. So. I don't understand. February, uh, quote, February 2021, consumer spending across video game hardware, content, and accessories reached a February record of $4.6 billion, 35% higher when compared to a year ago, unquote. Quote, year-to-date spending totaled $9.3 billion, 39% higher than the same period in 2020, end quote. Wow. 121% increase on hardware sales compared to last last year. Obviously, there was no console last February, so that makes sense. The highest since 2011. And Super Mario 3D World Bowser's Fury was high, uh, number one selling game. And followed by that... Um, oh, they don't say what the second one is, but... Fastest selling in U.S. history for dollar sales, which uh, it beat the Switch from last time. That's really cool, actually. I'm, I'm actually surprised by that. Even with the fact that people have a very hard time getting a hold of them, they are, are still, it still broke that record, which is, which is really cool. That's actually, I'm really shocked by that, that it was able to do that. Um, uh, going back to EA for a second. So we talked a couple weeks ago about that, that scandal rocking EA Ultimate Team. How an EA employee was essentially giving those cards to his family and friends, at least the the more expensive cards. Well, uh, they have disabled discretionary content indefinitely as they figure everything out. So it uh, has dis has halted all FIFA discretionary content granting uh, for an indefinite period of time as it investigates everything. So that means you can't get ultimate stuff. So. They said, has also made clear that any accounts, quote, have received items were transferred nefariously will be permanently banned. So a lot of those family members and friends got perma-ban. Also, so it looks like uh, a lot of compromised accounts, things like that. So a lot of things are happening at EA. So... Don't be surprised if you log in and try to get some Ultimate Team stuff and you can't. Or some other uh, discretionary content. Uh, it says, quote, discretionary content granting is, quote, recognize contributions that have been made by certain pro footballers, celebrity partners, or even REA's own employees, unquote. They're non-tradable, can only be used by the account to which it was given. So, a lot of that stuff, looks like that's not going to happen anymore. And in the ultimate mashup ever, which, considering their characters look very similarly alike, Fall Guys will be getting Among Us <laughs> Among Us skins. Oh, man. There's an imposter among the Fall Guys, it looks like. <laughs> um, Tiger is back, baby. Tiger Woods has signed an exclusivity deal with 2K Games, meaning uh, that L uh, PGA Tour 2K, uh, whatever their golf game is, I think it's PGA Tour, 2K, PGA Tour, or... let's look, before I start, before I start rattling off, I think it's just PGA 2K, oh, it's PGA Tour 2K21, so yeah, moving forward, it will be Tiger Woods PGA Tour 2K, or whatever, whatever they're going to end up calling it, I, I don't know, but the next PGA Tour game, PGA Tour 2K, will be Tiger Woods, which is a far cry from his long-standing. As of course, you know, Tiger Woods. What was the what was the EA one called? I don't remember, but you you know what I mean. Anyway, 
Tiger Woods signs exclusivity deal with 2K. So moving forward, the 2K golf games will feature Tiger Woods' name on them more than likely. So, here's a thing that's been rocking the gaming world a bit for quite a while. It's a bit of a scandal, really. And Activision has reportedly laid off around 200 people. And it's all due to... You know, it was it was a, a business that was slowing down for them in particular, and it was between 50 to 190 employees. It was all related to, um, it was all related to I think their esports segment, which of of course you know, esports kind of took a dive last year. <laughs> you all know why. So it was reported by Bloomberg that it affected less than two percent of the company's employees, which is about the 190. 50 of them were from their esports division, and uh, just a lot of things. The problem with all this is, though, is that the CEO of Activision, Bobby Kotick, was also paid out a massive, massive bonus. It was around $200 million. Now, here's where things get dicey. When you have to lay off over 50 people... And then the CEO gets a payout. It looks really fucking bad. Because you're laying them off for a slowdown. Yet he's getting paid out. So. That payout was was granted to him via his 2016 contract. And it was stock payouts. Because Activision stock is still doing well. However. Like I said. When you have these two events so close together and they just happen to fall within the same couple of days, it looks really fucking bad. It's like, oh, we're getting rid of these people so I can get more money. That's what this looks like. Now, for them to keep growing their business and have to lay these people off is really fucking shitty. I get that 50 people of them work in esports and esports events were just non-existent and they will probably continue to be so for quite some time but but for him to get a payout it just it looks so fucking bad especially a 200 million dollar one like the the two of them just look it, it literally clearly looks like especially if you don't know that it was granted in 2016 it looks like uh, we're getting rid of people so I can I can pocket some more money. And I know that's not what it is. I know that. But it just, it looks really fucking shitty. It looks so fucking bad. And and for him to, I don't know. I, I, I don't say, I don't want to say donate it because, I don't know. It's really, it just, it's bad. It is a bad fucking look. There's literally no positive way to spin it. There, there, just, there just isn't. Oh, he was granted this for stock options. Oh, but we're laying people off because things are slowing down. But our stock's going up, so it's like, wait, what? Then why are you laying them off? It doesn't make any sense. Why are you laying people off if you're doing well? Why, why are you getting a payout if you're doing well, but you're laying people off? Like, that doesn't compute. It doesn't make sense. Like, yeah, okay, get them ready to start planning for stuff for when everything's back. How to figure out how to go big or go home. Like... How to adapt to the changing world. But I I just... We're a bad fucking look is all it is. But moving on. But moving on from that dark subject. Uh, we finally got confirmation that we're finally going to get more news on Age of Empires 4. Microsoft and Xbox... Well, not Xbox, but Xbox Game Studios. Have confirmed that next month we will get a, a proper reveal of Age of Empires 4, as well as new updates on the game throughout the year. So I, I know that's going to be a, a big thing, and I think everyone's going to be finally excited. I can't wait. I love the Age of Empires series, so it's going to be finally good. It's going to be good to have that again. Um, also, for Xbox Game Pass on PC, now it will include. EA Play. So EA Play has been available on, on regular Xbox Game Pass on console for a couple of months now. Uh, and now it will finally be included on Xbox Game Pass on PC. So if you are an Xbox Game Pass PC user, you will now have access to a, a large swath of EA titles. Also, 
PlayStation's Play at Home initiative has added 10 more games to its its repertoire. So, uh, among them, the great Horizon Zero Dawn, uh, which will be free uh, all month long. So, uh, so it's all being added in the coming weeks, I should say. So the first nine games will start to be free on the 25th, so tomorrow. Uh, those are Abzu, a great game. The Witness, Enter the Gungeon. Subnautica, another great game. Res, Infinite. Moss, Astrobot Rescue Mission, of course, that new PS5 platformer. Paper Beast, and Thumper. Then, starting on April 19th, is when you'll be able to get Horizon Zero Dawn Complete Edition. These will be free. They will be free. That first nine games will be available until April 22nd. Uh, the other ones will be available until May 14th. Um, Res Infinite, of course, is PSVR compatible, as is Thumper. And uh, Astrobot Rescue Mission, Moss, and Paper Beast require the PSVR. So you, if you do get them and you don't have PSVR, you can still have them in, in your library. They are free. They do not go away. They are yours to keep. So that is starting tomorrow. And then, of course, uh, in April for Horizon Zero Dawn. Uh, then also you can get a free trial for Funimation, and that um, begins tomorrow and ends on April 22nd. So they said they are going to have more stay-at-home initiatives in the coming weeks. And speaking of PSVR, we got our first look at the new PSVR 2, or whatever it ends up being called, uh, the controllers. Why Why does Sony piecemeal their fucking news things? This is, this is like what they did with the PlayStation 5. Like, oh, It's like, oh, here's this. Oh, and, uh, you know, you're gonna have to wait now for a bit. Whatever. They, someone pointed out that they look a lot like the Sony Ericsson logo, which now I, I really can't unsee. Um, but they're, like, globe-like, and you put your hands in them, so there's no longer the PlayStation Move controllers with those dumb glowing balls on top of them. And it will, uh, they'll combine finger tracking and the PS5's haptic feedback and adaptive triggers, so it'll give them uh, their quote a more immersive VR experience, whatever that means. And they're more ergonomic. They said they fit around your hand. They're orb shaped. Is that that's a quote from them? But I don't know. So it says finger touch detection will also be implemented, uh, just like Valve's knuckle controllers. So that way. It knows where your fingers are without pressing buttons. I don't know how that works, to be honest. Uh, there's going to be a tracking ring. So I guess it will be called PlayStation VR 2. But they're interesting looking, for sure. The X and the circle button are on one, and the triangle and the square are on one. That's going to get confusing. They look comfortable. I don't know why all the VR controllers have those like weird rings on them. That must be for tracking purposes. But oh, that's cool. I don't know. There's gonna oh they track the headset. Uh, no, the controls be tracked by a tracking ring instead of the camera. So that's an improvement. So it's gonna be like more like more other VR headsets. But oh, there's a create button. I don't know. We don't know when it's coming to be honest probably gonna get delayed like everything else does also announced gamescom will be a hybrid event this year it will be both physical and digital and there will be some in-person events so it says quote in addition to the digital aspects the possibility of trying out the latest games on site and diving into the gaming world from form an integral part of gamescom this is why Gamescom 2021 is going to be staged as a hybrid event and thus unite the best of both worlds, physical and digital. They did say they'll have limited attendees, but still, like, is it wise to have an event like... I don't know. It, it We'll have some normalcy, I guess. Maybe by then. I don't know. But we'll see what happens with Gamescom. A lot can change between now and August when it, it's scheduled to occur. So we'll see what happens. Also... Near Automata, Near Automata, I don't, however you say it, uh, recently launched in Xbox Game Pass PC, and players are reporting that whatever the port is on Game Pass is a lot better than the port that's on Steam. 
So, a lot of people didn't like it when it came to PC in 2019. Uh, they said, I guess there was a lot of problems, a lot of fans stepped in to fix it with mods and things like that. And there's a new version on PC on Xbox Game Pass, but it's with all of those issues fixed and resolved. But somehow they haven't gone into Steam yet, which doesn't make sense. And, oh, whoa, there, um, IGN has like a slider where you can see the difference and ee, there is a, there's a decent amount of difference, but it's, it's interesting to see that they wouldn't update the Steam version as by, by also putting on, on, on it. But I guess it was also HDR 4k grit textures. It doesn't cap at 60 still, but I wonder if they'll fix the the Steam one now that there's people complaining about it, though. Who knows? We'll see. So this week was a Square Enix Presents. So they they, they gave a lot of updates on their upcoming games and, and everything uh, coming out in the future. And they have renamed their project Appia, which is going to be a one-year timed exclusive on PS5. It is now going to be called Forspoken. Uh, it will come to PS5 and PC. And it is supposed to come out next year. And it's about a ordinary woman thrust into a beautiful yet cruel world. They've also announced the Black Panther uh, expansion, War for Wakanda, that is coming to Marvel's Avengers later this year. A new Life is Strange game called Life is Strange True Colors that will launch in September. And also the Life is Strange Remastered collection arrives in fall 2021. Uh, we finally got a look at Hawkeye and the roadmap for 2021 for Avengers, and we finally got the release of the next-gen updates, and we're going to talk about how fucking hard it is to do it on PS5. Outriders got some new information. The Tomb Raider Definitive Survivor Trilogy was announced, and, and it is now available for, available for pre-order. Just Cause is getting a mobile game. Also a new Project Hitman Sniper Assassins mobile game was announced. Uh, there's a new AR Space Invaders game that's coming, and uh, a couple other things that are coming out, and uh, and of course, uh, some more stuff on the Final Fantasy VII Remake, and things like that. Also announced, though, the Spider-Man exclusive character for the PlayStation 5, or PlayStation version of Marvel's Adventures, is... <laughs> oh god, it's been delayed. Sweet, sweet karma. It is not coming before Black Panther. How about that? So Black Panther is set to come out later this year, so after summer. And Spider-Man is coming after that. So the new roadmap that they put out. So Mark Course, uh, next-gen console upgrades, and the uh, Hawkeye Future Imperfect expansion. Um, they uh, For the spring, they announced Tachyon Anomaly, which is plays any combination of your favorite heroes. Tachyon missions scaled for power levels. Red Room Takeover. Uh, so there's new Harm Room content, new hero outfits. There's the Summer and Beyond. Is New Scientist Supreme Villain Sector. Confront the Unchecked Power of the Cosmic Cube. There's a Cosmic Cube event. Wasteland Patrol. Uh, later in the year, the War for Wakanda expansion. New hero, Black Panther, new hero outfits, power level cap increase, new villains, including Claw, Claw faction enemies, new story, new Wakandan jungle biome, new outpost. Um, also, that uh, additional content is Omega level threat missions, multiplayer mega hives, post level 50 progression, outfits inspired by the MCU, and balance tuning, gear progression, collectible comic system, and matchmaking is all still currently being improved. So, with that all being said, now that the uh, improvements have been uh, released for, you know, Xbox Series X and for PS5, it, it you would love to know how to upgrade on your PS5, wouldn't you? Well, it's not that easy, because on Xbox, it's just all it has to do is... You know, it's smart delivery, that, that's part of it. But, on PlayStation, you have to go through quite a few different hoops to get it to upgrade. So, 
this is the first thing you have to do to get the PS5 version of Avengers if you already have the PS4 version. So, you got to turn on your PS5, and you turn on Avengers. So you put the game in. Saves aren't aren't um, saves aren't uploaded to the cloud like they are on Xbox because they they do that in general, and they don't auto upload the saves to the cloud. So you got to do that first. So you have to make sure you do that on your PS4 before you go to put it on PS5. And the cloud system makes sure everything is updated. When this, if, if you need to, and you might have to save them on external if necessary, then you have to bring over all that stuff over to the PS5 later if the cloud system doesn't work. Um, so just make sure you put it into the cloud from your PS4 first. Then you now have to go into your PS5 store. So you have to go into the, the store page for the Avengers. You have to find the new version so the ps5 version so it's all down in a menu so it's not going to be first thing you have to do a 75 gig upload or download and still make sure your save files carry over because this is this is all from a forbes article talking about how not all this was happening when it was supposed to so you do have to load up the ps4 version first and then do a save migration tool Make sure that you do all this on the PS4 version before you upgrade to the PS5 version. So make sure you do this on your PS4. It is all about that save migration tool and uploading to the cloud. <laughs> then, of course, you'll have the, the save data from your PS4 version on your PS5, or at least you should. So that is something that you want to make sure that you do all this before you upgrade to the Marvel's Avengers on PS5 if you're still playing. Also, uh, this this week, Marvel, Marvel, Sony announced that it was buying a stake in EVO, the gaming tournament. So EVO, which stands for Ev uh, Evolution Championship Series, uh, is of course the largest fighting game tournament. It looks like Nintendo might be pulling out because of this. Quote, Nintendo has enjoyed engaging with fans at past Evo tournaments and wish the show organizers the best with their new venture. We will continue to assess Evo and other opportunities as we plan for future online and offline Super Smash Brothers tournament activity. Oh, fuck. That's like a fuck that, dude. <laughs> uh, they, they purchased it uh, along with RTS uh, from Endeavor. They have acquired the assets and properties of Evo. Um, so it's all Sony PlayStation events now in a partnership with RTS. It is, it is not anyone else's. Uh, the co-founders are going to remain there as key advisors. And they did announce the dates for Evo Online 2021. It will first be digitally in August, uh, for two different weeks. It will include Tekken 7, Street Fighter 5, Champion Edition, Mortal Kombat 11 Ultimate, and Guilty Gear Strive. Uh, qualifier of news and events will be coming soon. Um, but uh, they did say the develop business developer said, quote, Evo is still open to all platforms, unquote, yet they skew other ways. And, of course, Nintendo just made that announcement. So a lot of, uh, a lot of things going on over at PlayStation and Evo. And this was very surprising, actually. Most people did not expect this coming. While Sony is buying Evo, it was reported to uh, yesterday that Microsoft is looking at purchasing Discord for a cool $10 billion. Uh, apparently they are in talks. This has not been confirmed by anyone, but Bloomberg did report it. Uh, the discussions are early. There's nothing set in stone yet. It hasn't gotten deeper than anywhere other than just discussions. Um, some people say that Discord may go public before selling. Uh, they've also spoken with Epic and Amazon, apparently. But uh, this is... Uh, per, so VentureBeat reported that Discord was had a, about 140 million monthly sub subscribers or users. Um, it raised $100 million at $7 billion valuation. 
and that sale is why it's about ten billion. So you, you technically sell for a little bit more than what you're you're valued at because of, of, of futures and things like that. And apparently, Discord is the one who reached out to Microsoft. So it wasn't the way the other way around. And uh, Phil Spencer is included in the chats. Of course, this is all speculation. It's all hearsay and rumor until it's confirmed by either party. But this could be an interesting, interesting thing. So, I mean, Discord, you can link your Xbox account to Discord and see what's going on. So, it would be interesting to see how that plays out on Xbox in general. And how that plays into the newly announced Xbox Network. Yeah, and you're probably wondering, Nick, what the fuck is Xbox Network? Well, after about 20 years, Xbox Live has been rebranded to Xbox Network to reflect the changing raw whatever I guess you could say their their changing ecosystem. You know that now they have Game Pass, they have Xbox Live, they have Project X Cloud, they have all this other stuff. So I guess network makes more sense. Probably couldn't wait too long to change the name. Also, you have 20 years worth of name baked in, so it's kind of hard to do that as well. And now it's a lot. Now it's almost, it's just like PlayStation Network. So I don't, it's interesting to say the least. I wonder what the, the like, what the goal was here with the with the rebrand. It's not like it had a negative connotation behind it. So I, it that's where I'm kind of like, then why change the name? It's a 20 year old thing like I don't I don't understand but uh, a couple other things Gotham Knights has been delayed till 2022 uh, Rocks not Rocksteady's new game but um, WB Montreal they made um, Batman Arkham Origins they're they're making Gotham Knights the the new four-player brawler or whatever whatever kind of genre you want to call it that is uh, has unfortunately been delayed until 2022. Uh, hopefully that means that Rocksteady Suicide Squad doesn't get delayed uh, either. But we will see the ongoing list of delays associated with whatever is going on in the world still. Uh, also, our final gaming story today. I'll leave you on a fun one here. PUBG Mobile, Player of Knowns Battlegrounds Mobile, has just surpassed a, a milestone that I, I am literally shocked by. I am literally shocked by this number. It has been downloaded a total of 1 billion, yes, billion with a B, billion times. Yes, 1 billion times. So they announced this on their Twitter account. It says, quote, players, it's our turn to level up. PUBG Mobile just hit 1 billion downloads worldwide. Stay tuned for an awesome new update. One fucking billion. One billion downloads. Holy fuck. And people said PUBG was dying. Like, what the fuck? Get out of here, dudes. A billion people have played it on their phone. A billion people. A billion people. A billion people. A billion. A billion. A billion. But but that's it for gaming. Let's talk about what's going on in the TV world, shall we? And we're going to talk about Falcon and Winter Soldier. Uh, first, though, first is here that Batman the Animated Series is continuing on in comics still, if you guys didn't know. So it, while it is digital, it, it is written by Paul Dini, who did write the, the cartoon. Uh, this is Batman the Adventures Continue, and it, it is a, a comic that's online. They are going to add, and it's all drawn in the style of, of Batman the Animated Series, they are going to add the Court of Owls to the Batman Animated Universe, or the DCAU, as it was called. You know, Justice League, things like that. And it says, uh, here's their official synopsis. Quote, Gotham City is changing. After Mayor Hill is killed by a mysterious assailant, Batman finds himself tracking down an ancient order that's long been buried under the streets of Gotham, the Court of Owls. But what does this group have to gain from the death of Mayor Hill, and how can Dead Man help the Dark Knight? Will the clues lead Batman to an ancient Gotham City legend? Unquote. So the, the Court of Owls is one of the most recent additions to Batman lore that started with um, the new 52 back in 2011, and they're actually considered one of the best additions to Batman in a long time. 
Uh, they control the underworld. They made their way into the Gotham show. They've, they've made their way into a lot of places. They're going to be in Gotham Knights. It's, it, they've made a very, very powerful impact on the Batman mythos. And this is going to be really cool. Uh, like I said, it's, it's digital first, and then print issues will come later. It will launch on May 6th online, and its print issue will be June 1st. And that, of course, is all tied into Batman the Animated Series. So it'll be cool to see how they, they put the Talon and the uh, Court of Owls into that particular version of the universe. Um, HBO Max also announced um, that they are going to be launching a new ad-supported tier. No word on pricing or release date just yet. Um, but this this one will have ads, so it won't, it won't be no ads. Um, but it will not include theatrical releases day and date so it will be a cheaper version obviously because there's ads but you will not get access to the the movies that uh would have been releasing in theaters the same day so you'll you'll have to go out to theaters to watch it but uh this is coming later this year uh, also announced the cowboy bebop netflix adaptation has officially wrapped filming uh daniela pineda one of the stars of the show posted that they've, they've wrapped production so that the, the filming production has, has wrapped. Um, so hopefully, cause it won't be too much longer. It was supposed to launch, I think late last year, but John Cho got hurt. So filming was delayed and then COVID happened. So it was delayed even longer, but they've officially wrapped filming. So hopefully it will air sometime this year or, or really early next year on Netflix, but hopefully we don't have to wait too long. Also announced this, uh, this past week, the greatest news ever, if you ask me, the Ewoks cartoon and Droids cartoon are being added to Disney Plus. No, I'm kidding. I'm fucking with you. That shit's garbage. Um, granted, they are being added to Disney Plus. No, Jendi Tartakovsky's Clone Wars animated show from Cartoon Network that came out before Episode Three. You know, the five minute and ten minute shorts. Those are all coming to Disney Plus in April. And those are some of the greatest Star Wars cartoons ever made. Uh, they're going to add uh, the the live action Ewoks garbage. They're going to add some other stuff, and and of all things, which is even wilder, is they are adding the animated Boba Fett short from the Star Wars Holiday Special to Disney Plus. Not the whole spe Holiday Special, just the animated Boba Fett portion that inspired the Mandalorian. But also, what's cool is with with those Clone Wars being added to. Uh, Disney Plus. One of the coolest bounty hunters was in that show that was never put in the the animated Dave Filoni uh, Clone Wars character series, and that was Dirge. He was this uh, Jedi character uh, made of all these writhing masses that fought uh, Obi Wan. I forget which planet it was on that they fought, but he was this really badass looking bounty hunter. Dirge is coming back to the new canon. He is going to be added in the new Doctor Afra comics. And it's the first time that Dirge will be featured in the new canon. So that's, that's awesome to see them pulling stuff from Legends like they always said they would. Um, Y'all a fan of Hank Hill? I sell propane and propane accessories. Well, King of the Hill might be making a return. Apparently, they are in hot negotiations... And Brent Forrester has revealed that Mike Judge and Rick Daniels are in hot negotiations uh, with, uh, this is per Tech Radar, notice this on a Reddit AMA, and uh, it looks, I'm trying to see where, they don't know if it would be on Fox or Hulu or Disney or anything like that. Um, most of the surviving voice cast would hopefully return. Uh, Mike Judge is, of course, Hank Hill, uh, Jeff and Jeff Boomhauer, Kathy Najimi as Peggy, John Johnny Hardwick as Dale, and Stephen Root as Bill Dattarivi. I said that terribly wrong. I didn't really watch King of the Hill, so that's probably why. Um, granted, it will probably be a not a reboot, but like a continuation, so there'll be a time jump. They said it's possible that Bobby might be recast, because he might be older. Um, but the... People that played the characters of his niece and her husband, Lucky, have both passed away, unfortunately. The people that played played their characters, uh, Luann. So we'll see. 
Uh, it ran from thir- uh, from 1997 to 2009. Of course, it was one of the most successful animated shows on TV. Boy, I tell you what, that that, that is definitely a show that would be that a lot of people would be happy for if if it came back. That that's that's for damn sure. And we'll see what happens, you know, with it now. I sell propane and propane accessories. So King of the Hill might be coming back. I'm sure a lot of you might be excited for that. Uh, also announced that there are three more HBO, or three more Game of Thrones spinoffs at HBO in the works. Uh, one of them will be a spinoff of, of uh, the Targaryen show that they're making. Another one would take place like 10,000 years before or something about the founding of Dorne. And then a, another one was about, I forget what the third one was, but three, three more Game of Thrones spinoffs in development at HBO. That's, that's, that's wild. Uh, Neil Druckmann, of course, the, the writer and creator of The Last of Us at Naughty Dog was speaking about the HBO adaptation and said that while the first season will adapt the first game, uh, it will borrow dialogue, but it, there will be story beats that are completely different from how they played out in the game. So do not expect it to be a one-for-one one adaptation of the game. So just to set your expectations now. Um, so recently, so we all know that there's a new Batwoman, right, on, on the CW because Ruby Rose left the show and they, they removed her character, Kate Kane, and replaced her with a new character who Javisha Lee is playing. And uh, Ruby Rose, it's funny, was giving an interview and someone asked her if she'd return. She's like, yeah, I would totally return. I would do anything they asked, if it, but I don't think it would serve the story. And uh, then like a week later, we now find out that Kate Kane has been recast. So no more Ruby Rose anyway. And uh, Wallace Day will be taking over as Kate Kane. Wallace Day is... Actually, not no stranger to the DC Universe. She actually uh, played a character on Krypton, uh, the show about, you know, Superman's grandfather. She actually played Superman's grandmother. So she is no stranger to the di- dynamic duo there. Or not, no, dynamic duo is Batman and Robin to uh, World's Finest. But yes, Wallace Day is now the new Kate Kane, and Ruby Rose is essentially now probably officially done with the role. Uh, also announced... Uh, Keanu Reeves has a comic book that he wrote and produced called Berserker about like a samurai who like lives a really long time and everyone's like, oh, it's his life story because he's immortal. Well, uh, Netflix has announced that they have uh, gotten the rights to Berserker and they will be adapting an anime film of it uh, or anime show and and, uh, adapting it as a film as well. And uh, it looks like Keanu will star in it from what it looks like. And then, uh, sorry, no Flash review for two weeks. I obviously, uh, last week we didn't talk about it. And just a lot of things are going on, so I, I didn't get to watch it last night. So we'll continue our Flash reviews next week. But last bit here of TV news. Uh, let's talk about Falcon and Winter Soldier. Uh, it was one of the biggest debuts on Disney+. Plus. Uh, I think it said it pulled in like 1.7 million viewers. But... While it sets up a good story about, you know, how Sam is struggling in his life and how Bucky is struggling, like, adapting to the modern world and dealing with his time as the Winter Soldier, there's this feeling of just, like, downness in an MCU project that I haven't seen before. And, like, first off, they do Sam real fucking dirty and... In this show, and while Wandavision hinted at what happened after the blip, whatever they're they're calling the snap and post snap, th- this is like dealing with the real, real reality of the situation and and things like this. And you know, Sam is the one being affected by the most, which you, you don't expect. But it, it just so far, I like where it's going. I do, I really do. There's a lot of big setup. And the, the opening sequence with Sam in the Falcon suit, like going after Batroc the Leaper, that's all really cool. But then it's just, it's kind of like a depressing episode the rest of the way. And, and, and they just keep getting beat after beat after beat. And it's just, whoa, what are we doing here? And 
like the the stuff the the post blip world is is very interesting to say the least that's for damn sure but it'll be interesting to see these characters in like real situations right i mean you kind of got that in the films but not not on this level um and, and it's a it's completely different from wandavision so it'll be exciting to see it sets up a lot of big things but it wasn't it didn't get it's not like a 10 out of 10 for me right out the bat it's like a 7 out of 10 but it it like i said it sets up a lot of big stuff so we'll we'll see how this season progresses um but that's it for tv so next week of course is april when a lot of new things join uh streaming services of course we'll be recording next wednesday the day before april but i do want to talk about um Netflix doesn't have a whole lot coming to it. A lot of Netflix originals, which is good, but I, I can't speak on them just yet. Uh, but stuff I like is 2012 is coming. Cop Out, great, funny movie. Uh, Legally Blonde, Yes Man, great, great Jim Carrey movie. And Crimson Peak, the horror movie from Guillermo del Toro. Coming to Amazon, uh, Amazon has a lot of movies coming, so I would check out that list of you. Bruno is joining, Forgetting Sarah Marshall, Hancock, Head of State, hilarious Chris Rock movie. Uh, Larry Crown, really good um, uh, Tom Hanks film. League of Extraordinary Gentlemen, uh, the original Mad Max, Moonrise Kingdom, great Wes Anderson film. My Cousin Vinny, you know, you got to see those two Utes. And Arrival, the great, great Denny Villeneuve film. Uh, and then over on Disney Plus, the Night at, Mu- Night at the Museum and Night at the Museum 2. Um, all the aforementioned Star Wars stuff, so Caravan of Courage, Ewoks Battle of Endor, Ewoks Cartoon, uh, and Star Wars Clone Wars. Um, also, later in the month is Assembled Making of Falcon and Winter Soldier. So, it looks like Assembled will be a, uh, will be a series and it will focus on the different Marvel shows like I had projected last week. Um, so that's it for streaming services. That's what's all coming in November, or in November, in April. Let's talk about movies, huh? Um, Avatar has beaten Endgame with its re-release in China for the highest grossing film of all time. So dumb. Disney doesn't care, though. They own both. Uh, and the Oscar nominations came out. So let's let's talk about what's going on with the Oscars this year, right? So normally the Oscars would have been on already. But of course they were delayed because of everything that's going on. So this is the 93rd annual Oscars. We're almost at 100 here, folks. Uh, it will premiere on, let me see, I don't know, somewhere, it's in here somewhere, but let's talk about uh, what the nominations are. So best picture are The Father, Judas and the Black Messiah, Mank, Minari, Nomadland, Promising Young Woman, Sound of Metal, and The Trial of the Chicago 7. A lot of those are on streaming services. Uh, Best Director is Thomas Wittenberg for Another Round, David Fincher for Mank, Lee Isaac Chung for Minari, Chloe Zhao for Nomadland, uh, which is on Hulu, and Emerald Fennel, Promising Young Woman. Actor in a leading role, you have Riz Ahmed for Sound of Metal, Chadwick Boseman for Ma Rainey's Black Bottom, Anthony Hopkins for The Father, Gary Oldman for Mank, Stephen Yeun for Minari, and... Let me see. So, oh, uh, with with Anthony Hopkins' nomination, he is the oldest actor, best actor nom- nominee ever at 83 years old. That's crazy. Um, so, actress in a leading role, you have Viola Davis in Ma Rainey's Black Bottom, Andrew Day in the United States versus Billie Holiday, Vanessa Kirby, Pieces of a Woman, Francis McDormand, Nomadland, and Carrie Mulligan, Promising Young Woman. Uh, actor in a supporting role, you have Sasha Baron Cohen, The Trial of the Chicago 7, Daniel Kaluuya, Judas and the Black Messiah, Leslie Odom Jr., One Night in Miami, Paul Rat Rachey, Sound of Metal, Lakeith Stanfield, Judas and the Black Messiah, which it's really weird. He said he was really confused because technically he's the, the lead actor in that film, so it's strange that he's not nominated for best actor uh actress in the supporting role you have maria bakalova borat subsequent movie film glenn close in hillbilly elegy olivia coleman the father amanda seyfried mank and yong yong yu jung in minari 
Uh, best adapted screenplay is Borat, The Father, Nomadland, One Night in Miami, The White Tiger. Original screenplay is Judas and the Black Messiah, Minari, Promising Young Woman, Sound of Metal, Trial of Chicago 7. Um, animated feature film is Onward, Over the Moon, A Shaun the Sheep Movie, Farmageddon, Soul, and Wolfwalkers. Uh, best original score, you have The Five Bloods, Mank, Minari, News of the World, and Soul. Then, of course, you have uh, Best Original Song, none of which are Disney. Ooh, Eurovision Song Contest? I hope that wins. <laughs> and then, of course, it, it goes on from there. But uh, just keep an eye out on, on all of those things as we get closer and closer to uh, the awards ceremony, which will be April 25th, so a month from tomorrow. Uh, moving forward here, uh, Indiana Jones is finally in 4K for the first time. If you, if you want to get Indy in 4K, a new multi-disc box set is available for pre-order. Uh, it's the first time it's been available in 4K. Um, Warner Brothers has announced it is now developing an Hourman and Zatanna movie from DC Comics. Like, Zatanna's cool, but Hourman? Like, nobody gives a fuck about Hourman. Why? I don't... Mm. Um, we also had some movie delays, so Venom has been pushed back till September 17th. Um, Shang-Chi is moving to September 3rd. Free Guy, the Ryan Reynolds movie, to August 13th. The Kingsman is now releasing on December 22nd. And Death on the Nile is coming out on the 11th of February 2022. So those are all movie delays that were just announced this week. And we'll talk about why a couple of the disney or marvel films got pushed back so uh last week or a week or so ago when when all the paramount plus stuff was getting announced they did announce a new focus on avatar the last airbender and how they were going to be expanding that universe well that will now include multiple series and multiple feature length films focused in the avatar the last airbender series obviously the the m night Shyamalan movie didn't do well and of course, the creators of the of the universe left the Netflix adaptation. So, a lot of moving and interesting things going on with the Avatar: The Last Airbender universe. Uh, it's also been announced that Ace Ventura Three is currently being written by the writers of Sonic the Hedgehog, who obviously know how to work with Jim Carrey. So, hopefully, this means he'll be back for Ace Ventura Three. So now that the Snyder Cut has been released to resounding applause and praise, uh, there is now another trend saying release the Snyder Cut. And <laughs> Warner Brothers is just like, nah, we're good. <laughs> That's just not happening, which sucks because it's well documented now that the studio kind of came in and, and changed that movie quite a bit. And forced him to change things quite a bit. Um, what's this? That's the wrong justice. Sorry. I'm looking at stuff for the Snyder Cut that we will, of course, be talking about in just a few minutes. Um, but that's what's going on with that. Yeah, so don't expect the air cut anytime soon. Um, also, so let's go on here. So... Black Widow, right, was supposed to come out in May, and Disney was holding firm and said plans may change up until the last minute. Well, as of yesterday, they have now decided that it will release on July 9th, and it will release in theaters or for Disney Premiere Access on Disney+, Plus. something they said they would never do with Black Widow. Well, they changed their minds, and now Black Widow is going to be in both. So, with the ever-changing landscape of movie theaters after last year when they were closed for a majority of the year, and this year when we still don't know when they're fully going to be open, Warner Brothers has announced a new deal with Cineworld, or, or Regal Cinemas, if, if, uh, as you will know them here in the United States, uh, that, of course, their films will be shown in Regal theaters this year. Uh, Regal Cinemas will not open just yet, but will open April 1st or April 2nd for some theaters to allow people to watch Godzilla vs. Kong, which comes out next week, uh, comes out next Wednesday. So it, well, we won't have it next week, but we'll have it on the following week. Um, and then, of course, open wide April 16th for 
uh, Mortal Kombat, but in the strangest move I have ever seen, and I am happy that I have a, I am happy that I have a Regal, multiple Regal Cinemas nearby. Warner Brothers has signed an exclusivity deal with Regal Cinemas for 45 days. You, they will be the exclusive home to Warner Brothers films. So, so if you want to watch a movie starting in 2022, that's Warner Brothers. You best believe you better have a Regal Cinema nearby because it's going to be the only place you can watch it for a month and a half. So that's right. You can only watch Warner Brothers films in Regal Cinemas for a 45-day window starting next year. Which kind of pisses me off because the Regals near me are not my home theater. They're a little bit farther away. My home theater is a Sinopolis. So I am going to not be going there for Warner Brothers films. Which I just pray to God the local Regals have updated their... their um, uh, projectors and things like that. Cause the last time I went to the, the closest regal to me, it was a bad experience and it was to see X-Men apocalypse. And I think they've updated since then. I, I don't remember, but as long as everything's nice and updated, uh, everything should be okay. But yes, be, uh, be on the wear, be on the lookout that if you want to see a, a, a Warner brothers film next year, make sure it's a regal cinema. Otherwise you're going to be waiting a while or just ultimately waiting till it's on home release. Um, we also got some new casting news for the DCEU. Helen Mirren will be, be playing the villain Hespera in Shazam 2, which is a good casting. In the best casting I've heard in months, Pierce Brosnan will be joining the Black Adam film as, uh, Dr. Fate or Nobu. And then, uh, recently Billy Crudup dropped out of the Flash movie obviously because it's been gestating for so long. Uh, Ron Livingston of Office Space fame and, and other things, of course, will be taking over his place as Henry Allen, the father of the Flash in prison. And of course, now we are at the moment you've all been waiting for, the review of the Snyder Cut. And it it is hands down 10 out of 10 for me. Look, I I know that it's a long movie, and I unfortunately did not get to watch it in one sitting. I watched it in about two and a half sittings, just because life got in the way of it. But this movie, despite being four hours and two minutes long, it it flows in a way that you honestly don't expect. realize that it's four hours. And this is not the first time this has happened to me in a Zack Snyder film, because when I went to go see Watchmen, which was three hours, like, that movie, just it just flows. Like, you don't expect it to go... You don't expect those three hours to pass by so 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 quickly. Like it, it was like what three hours? Same with this movie. Everything is paced very well. Yes, there's some slow motion that that IGN calculated as ten percent of the movie that probably could have been cut out. But like it's for for a four hour movie, you don't realize it's four hours. And the story, there's so many more things that make so much more sense compared to what whatever Wedden did, and like things that Wedden forced were just fucking awful and to be honest i'm really happy to see the reviews on this it's 73 percent tomato meter 96 percent audience on on rotten tomatoes which is wild to see and then on metacritic um it's 54 to 9.0 which again not bad um to be honest though this movie is very good it is very well paced and the character development is great Cyborg is a completely different character in this film than what he was in in the Wedden version. And he is more fleshed out. He has all these cool scenes. He has all these new cool powers that they should have put in. Uh, Black Suit Superman is great to see. And he his, his, his arc is so much better. Steppenwolf. Oh my god. Like, I thought Steppenwolf was cool in the Wedden version. Don't get me wrong. I thought he was cool looking. I know a lot of people didn't like him. I know he's kind of plasticky, generic looking. This Steppenwolf... Oh my god. His armor has this purple hue and then it's like it's it's like it's like a living armor that like clicks and clacks around while he's wearing it and he's got a very alien face, right? He he ties more in with what Darkseid and Desad look like than you would expect. And and he looks like he's like straight out of like a Mass Effect game, but like he's he looks like a living being even though it is CGI. Darkseid is amazing. Okay, who this Ray Porter guy they got to do Dark Side was 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 so oh my god, I am so happy to see Dark Side on screen. 
They show him using his Omega Beams in like a flash-forward sequence. That was fucking awesome. Okay, Darkseid was great. The motivations behind the team are better. Batman, Ben Affleck's Batman is a much better character. His motivations are clearer. The team works together in a much better function. They don't sideline certain characters. Oh, oh, it just, it works so much better overall. And they take out all the forced humor and the, the, the humor that wasn't necessary. Right? That Wedden forced into it. The Russian family's gone. Okay. The, the best part, and yes, it's rated R and there's a lot more blood than I would expect. But the final battle, the one that takes place in Russia, it, I felt like I was watching an episode of Justice League. That's how fucking cool it was to see them all in action and doing their stuff. The Flash is way more fleshed out than before. We get more scenes with with Iris and and his introduction is a lot better. And there there the opening sequence with Darkseid is really good too cuz you get a, more of an idea of why why Steppenwolf is doing all this. It it just everything flows better. And, and honestly, I think if you cut out some of the slow motion stuff and maybe some other superfluous things and released it as maybe a three-hour movie to begin with, people, Zack Snyder would still be around, right? Uh, the Cyborg movie would probably moving for, be moving forward. They wouldn't have had to make all these crazy-ass changes in, in the DCEU. Granted, I will say this, James Wan's changes for Aquaman are a lot... Look. Jason Momoa as Aquaman is great, and he actually has more stuff to do in the, the Zack Snyder version. However, the English accent on Mira is really weird, because for one, Amber Heard is not British. Um, granted, she has more to do in this film, which explains more of her stuff in, in Aquaman. And uh, But I will say this, Volko, so um, what's his name? Uh, Willem Dafoe's character in Aquaman is better in Aquaman than he is in Justice League. That's that's really the only knock I have against it, though. Uh, the nightmare sequence is really friggin' cool. The interaction with Batman and the Joker in the nightmare sequence is, is one of the coolest things I've seen. Even Greg Miller of Kind of Funny was like, this is the best Batman-Joker interaction ever. Um, that's it. I'm done. Like, don't fight. Don't at me. Like, it was really interesting to see them play off of each other because we unfortunately never got a film between... Affleck and Leto. Um, the A lot of the stuff is the same, just fleshed out more and done better and, and shown in the original vision. Uh, the 4-3 aspect ratio didn't really affect me at all. I, I thought it was fine. It, it was good. And it, it's like, whatever, cool. This is supposed to be on IMAX. That's why it's like this. And there, there's just a lot more changes that are better and make more sense, right? And it, it even the prologue that sets up why the mother boxes wake up makes sense. It's because Superman died. Like, it, it woke everything up. The addition of Martian Manhunter, while, while brief and, and very limited, was great. And it was setting up a potential Justice League 2, which unfortunately we'll probably never get. And I just, I'm worried about that. But hey, it, it's okay, because we got this, the Snyder Cut, and it, it, it lived up to the hype. It was, it was very good, and you could just see praise all online about it, and how whatever Wedden did just did not work. You can't apply what, what works on the Avengers to just DC in general. It's why DC Comics and Marvel Comics have always been different. They just tell different stories. They, they can't be adapted in the same way. And yes, I know it's all grimdark, blah, 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 blah. It's like, okay, well, not everything can be happy-go-lucky all the time and jokey and fun. Like, Batman is inherently not going to be jokey and fun, okay? Superman is always going to be a god. People are always going to say he's OP because he is. That's just how he operates, right? Like, the DC heroes are not regular people. They are, have always been titans among men, right? They're not, they're not like the Marvel heroes, Yes, you could say Batman and, and Iron Man are, are analogous, but but only to a point. Only to a point. Iron Man is closer in reality to what Cyborg and his abilities are than to what Batman is in, in Iron Man. Like, it's just... And, and the Flash... Darkseid is better than Thanos. Every Like, if you read comics, you know this, right? Like, it's just... 
they're not they don't adapt the same way they just don't yes you can do that with aquaman yes you can do that with shazam yes you can do that in some places with wonder woman you can't do that with batman you cannot make a light-hearted batman you did in the 60s and some people like it and some people think it's fucking stupid and when they did that with comics it almost killed the comics industry and it almost killed batman batman was almost canceled before you know frank miller's the dark knight so there's a there's a give and a take here and and the snyder cut is is way better than than anyone expected it to be that that four hours goes by in a breeze and i'm not kidding when i say that it's just it's just epic overall right and like i said the fact that i felt like i was watching a justice league episode of the cartoon seals the deal that alone should tell you it's worth the watch because it's a good movie it's a good friggin movie that's it 10 out of 10 100 percent, 10 out of 10 for me i loved it I friggin' loved the Snyder Cut. It was so good. It was really friggin' good. But that's it, folks, for Nixner News this week. Thank you guys for listening. As always, check out nixnernews.com, where you can listen to the show right in your browser, or if you prefer to listen on the go, you can find our links to our Spotify, Google Podcasts, or Apple Podcasts pages. Uh, while you're there, check out our social media tab, where you can find links to our Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. We post a lot of funny memes there all the time. So that way you guys can check that out. Other than that, thank you guys for listening. Like I said, last week was just a, a small break in what we normally do. I don't, hopefully don't have to do anything like that again. And uh, back to business as usual, everyone. I will catch you on the flip side. <laughs>